Okay, Lydia, what is this? Hey, everybody, and welcome to Show and Tell. This is not a gaming podcast. Instead, it's us going around the world to people's homes where in businesses where they show off their cool DIY maker projects, whether it's 3D printing or crafting or sewing or knitting or what electronics, whatever you got. We'd love to see it. Me and Mr. Lady are going to be here for about 20 minutes, and then we got to get out of here for our next show. So keep it to two or three minutes when you show your project. We're going to start off with Noe, who has some cool what you got going on this week? Ornaments to show off. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, let's take a look at the overhead, see if this is working. Overhead. Go overhead. Overhead. It works better when you sing to it. I, I think. Can. Is it? Come on, overhead. Yeah. It, it's I coming. I can't tell. If there it is. is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we have an assortment of ornaments this week. Um, we have one for the e-ink display. We kind of showed these off last week, but um yeah we're gonna show them again <laughs> yeah. actually i got kind of a new tip right so we've been printing pla for like i don't know 20 years or something pla is great material uh it's one of the best ones to kind of get easy results that they kind of stick well um and what what we're playing with now is petg this is a material that a lot of folks have played with but we really haven't had time to play with it um what's really cool about it is it's a lot less um rigid than your PLA. So you can do um, these snap fit stuff really easily because you have this like a bit of flex. Can you see that there? Oh, yeah. You can flex yeah. it. But unlike that PLA, it's really, PLA. yeah, this helps a lot. So it's got a little bit of flex and it's stronger. And the only thing that's kind of different uh, settings wise is you have to print it a little bit hotter. So we're looking at like two, 240 to 250 is normally what's good. Mm-hmm. And that's at least what I found with the Creality printers. Uh, and PLA normally prints at 220. Um, so that's what we're playing with here. And uh, the snaps seem to work pretty well with it. So if anyone's uh, afraid to try out PETG, definitely give it a go. Um, this one's actually from uh, Joseph Prusa. So Prusa Mint is what they call it. Oh. And uh, it seems to work pretty well. All right, cool. Well, so there's our click. Good, good tips. And it didn't break. I'm sweating bullets here. I'm like, this is totally going to break. I'm saying it's not going to break. <laughs> it's like, that's the ultimate demo, right? Is to, you, you unplug something, the battery cable breaks. Like every yeah, week it. I do that. And yeah. thankfully this week. All right. The demo well, that's because okay. we're for real. Yeah. Nothing. When you, when you throw a steel ball at a window, it's, it's going to crash. That's right. Don't do that. You, Don't do that. that. I, heard, I heard it's not a good idea. But if you're printing <laughs> PETG, uh, it tends to work well. So. All right, cool. Do you want to share or this is right. this is it? I think next week we'll have some cool eyewear. Yes. We'll be showing some uh sped up videos and also this tutorial on Ask an Engineer. Excellent. All right, pet All right. G thank you so much. Tips. Okay, right, cool. Thank you, Natalie. Later. Okay, next up let's go to Melissa. Melissa. Hello, Melissa. What you got Hi. Uh, so I wish I had get some numbers. I've been playing with the, this Charlie Flex bonnet on here, and right now it's kind of hard to see. I have dimmed it a little bit so it wouldn't glare quite as much, but it is actually drawing out this text into different frames uh, using a TrueType font here on the Raspberry Pi. So what it does is it creates a little image in the background using a library called Pillow, 
and it uses that then and I added an image function to the library to draw into here. I'll take that image and then display it on here and it's a 256 color grayscale image so this actually is a little bit anti-aliased. Mm. Good thoughts. Uh, yeah so I'm going to start with that and then I'm going to add some images and maybe do a little a few animations like that but have, having a lot of fun playing with that. Uh, yeah, people love those displays, and I, it's so cool. They're just I squared C, and they do all the PWM for you with Charlie Plexing. It's really a, a cool driver, and good to yeah, see, you it, have, see it maturing. You have eight frames that you can actually draw to, and then just have it automatically animate. Yeah, awesome. like it's not even running the script right now; it's just doing it all in the electronics. Yeah, neat. All right, cool. All right. Thanks, Thank Melissa. And congratulations yeah. on all the boards on CircuitPython.org/blinka. Getting close to 50. Yeah. It's working out. Work. All right, thank you. All right, next up, Kenny, also glowing up. Hello. So what I've got here is two Circuit Playground Blue Fruits. Um, they are currently wired to power, but they are talking to each other using Bluetooth. And this one is connected to two LED strips. And this one is actually controlling the color using the accelerometer. So as you move it, it changes the color. And it's changing on the LED strip that is not electrically connected to the first one. Correct. Amazing. So it gets even better. Um, the first button actually changes the animations. So oh, trying to hold it up a little bit? There's a blink yeah. animation. There is a comet animation. And there is the sparkle animation that you were seeing a little bit ago. And the other thing is obviously at some point you may find the perfect color for your project and you wanna keep it there. And so button B actually freezes the color so you can move this around and not change the color. And when you're ready to change it again, press the button again. Neat, is this using the BLE radio library? Uh, it's using Adafruit Circuit Python BLE. Okay, so it's actually using raw BLE central and uh, peripheral, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. It's a cool, cool capability of this chip. Well, that looks, I mean, I wish there was a guide for that. You know what? There will be. <laughs> okay, sweet. Yeah. There is an upcoming guide. I'm going to be adding it to something festive for the season, and then okay. uh, we will be putting a, putting together a guide for that. The festivist poll. <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. All right. Well, that's awesome. Uh, everyone stay tuned for cool wireless Bluetooth projects coming at you from Katni. Good work, Katni. Good work. All right. All right. Thanks. Next up, let's go to JP. All right, JP. Did you say glowy projects? Yes. Guides? Or yes. Guides. How about that? Because speaking of glowy projects and guides, I've just published this guide, which is on our, uh, what are we calling it? The Blue hide Fruit seek? Playground Hide and Seek. That's right. Yeah, Blue Fruit Playground mm -hmm. Hide and Seek. So I have uh, three of these ornaments that I've set up that are each glowing a color based on just clicking uh, one of the buttons. You can cycle through colors. They all run in the same code. And then I have the sort of seeker uh, device. So the ornaments are broadcasting or advertising their color value. And then uh, the sort of seeker or, or um, hunting one, I don't know what you want to call it, will update its color based on proximity or signal strength. So as it gets closer to this green one, uh, the signal will go up. So I've got 10 neopixels lit here, now 9, 8, 7. No, wait, no, bring it back to the pink one. Uh, I'm moving this green one here, and I'm... Yeah, no, but I'm saying if you move it back to the pink one, it oh, turns yeah, yeah. Cool, so right? move it back to the pink one... Right? Amazing. And I'm back, and it's green. There you go. That's a better... It is astonishing. And then we have this red one over here. So same sort of thing. 
Uh, and it's also interesting because I found that you can uh, aim it. You can be closer to one, but just the directionality of that sort of little antenna allows you to. So my idea behind this is put put a few of these into some uh, hidden gifts around your house and let the little ones run around uh, hunting their their uh, scavenger hunting their gifts based on the proximity. They'll see it go up as they get hotter or colder. Mm -hmm. colors. And it's all wireless again. Yeah, it's all Bluetooth. Uh, Amazing. Quite simple. It's uh, coded in Circuit Python, and it's uh, quite straightforward. And uh, the guide will take you through it. And if you want to customize things, maybe make it a different set of colors or add sound, uh, you could probably do that because it's a very straightforward code. All right, that's awesome. And then next week's guide is going to be even more amazing. More blue fruity. Amazing. So tune in. Yeah, please do. To that. And I'll be showing this off on the show tomorrow, as, as long as as well as some other good stuff. Make code minute game of the week. Who knows what'll happen? That looks way too fun. It's like, wow, like different colors. I'll just be here for the next few hours doing it. I know. <laughs> it's just magic. I love it. Magic. Right, thank you, JP. Okay. Um, Got to go back to Noah for one second. Noah, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was it. DJ Noah in the house. Okay. Next up, paint your dragon. Oh, hello there. Uh, I don't have anything glowy this week. Um, what? No, I'm lying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, a couple months ago for Halloween, you know, I made this oozing, drippy LED thing. There's a guide for it called the Ooze Master 3000. And all through that guide, I keep dropping hints. You know, there's other holidays that they like lighting things up, and this code could be, you know, applied to other things. Yeah. Um, let me try sharing a screen here, see if that works. There we go. So that's my front uh, front window. Um, it is essentially the same code as the gross oozing skull, but now it's it's kind of a uh, drippy oh, icicle effect for Christmas. So um, knocked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let me get my cursor out of the out of the way there. Um, so I'll I'll do a separate guide that just kind of covers the differences. Uh, if you want to do something more Christmassy than than. Uh, gross and oozing but it's it's essentially the same the same code and same wiring it's just kind of installed differently so uh, i should have a guide for that pretty quick since it's all you know a variant on an existing thing so there we go all right and That's my great. request was um a red version so it could be a shining christmas um because there was all you know in the movies shining well wait wasn't the first ghostbusters wasn't that the christmas the ghostbusters christmas you can yeah. have uh, green ooze coming uh, down the Window, there's lots of choices. Yeah, so that's the great thing with open source is you can you can get in there and make it whatever you want. Because you know they have these these meteor lights that you can buy that kind of do the effect. They yeah. look they look like robot rain. It's just it's not yeah um, pleasing to the eye. So it's very pleasing. Yeah, it's kind of what inspired this originally. Um, get get some physics in there. Well, yeah. I can't wait to see these on AliExpress next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Peyton, All right, thanks, Philby. Okay. All right, next, so uh, next up. We're going to go to Drew and Helen. Hey, Drew and Helen, and your rectangles. Hello. What you got going on? Hey. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I fell over. Picture. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we are in Chicago at the moment, and I uh, thought I would show, uh, recently went to Super Conference, and this was the badge from Super Conference. And uh, there was a really great workshop there that Ed Elliot Williams did, one of the editors of Hackaday, that showed us how to implement in Verilog, um, how to make a, a shift register and how to make a counter and how to combine those two things to make 
a little sequencer. I don't know how well you can hear that, but yeah, we can bit, choose to turn notes on and off, and then we can choose to set the frequency depending on what buttons we press. So we can make little, oh, yeah. little, you just need little, little, little sequencer really there, 16 note sequencer. Um, but the, the fun thing was, I thought was cool was normally you're doing using, using LEDs when you're doing FPGA tutorials. And I thought sound was quite an interesting, uh, context to, to be able to hear what's happening with the shift register and a counter. Um, and then the one last thing is this was the wristwatch badge from the hacker camp in Germany this year, chaos communications camp. And we are now in the process of designing a badge for the open Harbor summit, which will be in March 13th in New York. Um, so if people are interested in helping out, I'll drop a link into the uh, Discord. Um, it's gonna be a page on Hackaday.io. So looking for people to help out that have ideas for badges. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, well, if you want to stick your email, email. you know how to get home. Okay. All right, thanks, Jared. Thanks, Jared. Next up, we're gonna to go to, uh, I think Lucien was here and then froze, but I'm gonna see what happens when I end. Lucien, are you here? Gone. Wait, no, yeah. here's another Lucien. Yeah. Lucien, oh, sorry, sorry. Hey, uh, yeah, sorry for spotty internet. A2 is not really the greatest for that. It's all good. Well, why don't you go right now and uh, before your, your internet cuts out. All right. Well, so this week I have got this guy. This is Max. Hey there. Um, and Max can follow faces. Oh, yeah. Oh. So this is a connection between... Um, so it's a mediated connection between a... Uh, OpenCV Heart Cascade for Faces, and the Uncanny Eyes project, uh, mediated by the new Feather STM32, which has two digital to analog converters, which is one more than the Atmel or the NRF. Um, so uh, that kind of gives, so it's very hacky right now, because it just basically, um, you know, is boosting from off of a Raspberry Pi and you know, doing all these kind of hacky connections all the way to the uh, to the eyeballs, but um, it does get the job done. Yeah. Uh, it, I, up until the time that I finish my project of rewriting Uncanny Eyes to um, do a little bit more UART connectivity. So, um, yeah, awesome. That was great. <laughs> Good work. All right, and will folks be able to eventually make their own Max in some way? Well, uh, I would, if you're interested, I would love to. Yeah. <laughs> Standing. All right, I'll say about it. <laughs> I can get a sticker anytime you want. All right. You know, get All, right. All right. Thank you so much. See you. Okay. Thanks, Lucian. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next, next up, up, we're going to go to Joey and, and then BCG. Hi. Hey, Joey. Hey, Joey. How's it going? Welcome. Let's see. I'm there. I'm unmuted now. Okay. Cool. Um, hi. Um, so I'm here showing the open book, which I've been kind of working on and sharing my progress on. Twitter. Everybody knows about this project. Uh, this is really Let's see if yeah, I can... gone everywhere. So congratulations, by the way. This is the most silk screen. I love it. We're getting a lot of interest in in, in an open source uh, ebook reader, and so thank you. Yeah, beyond the electronics, it's that that's a hard thing to explain to people, and you did. So congrats. Right on. Uh, thank you. Um, so yeah, I was going to show some of the uh, like little demo that I have here. Can y'all see my screen or yeah. my video? Here? Yeah. Great. So yeah, so um, I've been doing this um, multi language project for a while. And so now, in addition to like having languages in multiple, uh, like bold and italic style, um, I'm adding word wrap in, and uh, also some more like uh, you know 
margins, that sort of thing. Mm. Uh, and of course, uh, since it's multi-language, it works in other languages. And yep. I was able to squeeze in localized case mapping. So this is actually on the fly, uh, going uppercase, lowercase mm. with uh, full Unicode support. Um, then, oh, let me plug this in. Because it's the 7051, y'all have done some amazing work with the talkie library. So I actually have it. So that's kind of fun. And then the audiobook thing, I just tested out throwing up a. I'm not sure if I can hear the. Anyway. Yeah, barely. Yeah, so it, it's uh, it, mostly for headphone use cases. But yeah, yeah. so I just wanted to show kind of some of the stuff I'm working on um, with the open book. Yeah, and then the last thing I'll yeah, show is. Yeah, show the back of it after you're done too, so folks can. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll show just really quickly. I'm working on partial refresh, uh, which is kind of a, a little bit of a dark art, but it's not quite there yet, but I'm, I'm playing with it. Oh, it's getting there. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, let me let the bear it's show. It's tough because you can see that it doesn't, you know, because it's fast, it doesn't quite erase the previous image. Yeah. And then, yeah, this is the backside. This is the silk screen that everyone's kind of uh, like mentioning yeah. on Twitter and whatnot. Yeah, just like trying to demystify the thing, trying to show exactly how it works and, uh, you know, yeah, make people understand they can they can build these things themselves, you know? And this is an Arduino right now. Are you, are you planning to also use CircuitPython for it? So, yeah, so I included a flash chip on the QSPI bus and a... Uh, NeoPixel for CircuitPython use. Uh, CircuitPython does work on it right now, but I haven't gotten all the e-ink stuff yet. I can just do like, you know, blinky lights and um, some stuff like that. So okay. it's it's a work in progress, but I do intend to have CircuitPython support. No, if you need any help, just, you know, open up an issue. Cause we, you know, I don't know if we've gotten that particular display um, going, but we've got almost every other e-ink display going. And, you know, it's yeah, yeah, supported and we have all these fonts. You should be able to just use Unicode right by default without, like you should totally, be able to print. Totally. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the reason I'm doing this uh, with uh, my own like kind of like chip for Unicode is I wanted to support all languages at once, which yeah. is just a gargantuan amount of space and yeah. not really. Uh, yeah, unless you want to dedicate your entire sort of Python drive to just the font, it's kind of uh, yeah. Kind of well, tough. So the fonts. Oh, you they're stored on the SD card. Uh, so actually, let me go back to sharing my screen here. Uh, <laughs> okay. So yeah, so. Um, I have a separate, uh, there's two uh, flash chips on here. One is for CircuitPython. The other one is just two megabytes of Unifont glyphs. So it's basically uh, 16 by 16 or 8 by 16 glyph for every code point from zero to. Oh, you have one font that's five. like every, it's like a It's like a universal font. Yeah, one font to bind them all. And, you know. Okay. So yeah, so that, that, that's the thought process behind this. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. That's cool. Excellent work. You want a sticker, of course. Thank you. you have one, but, yeah. Um, yeah, sure. keep up the great work. And, and thanks for getting the word out about um, the possibilities of having an open book. That's That was that was the message I, when people like, I want to have that. And they, they read all the reasons. And they, when you see the back of it, it's like, oh, this is how it was made. And these mm -hmm. are all, you know, and you could make one of these too. OK, great. Cool. Some more all stuff right. going on. This is an amazing project. Nice work. Thanks. All right. Thank all right. BCG. BCG. How's it Hello. going? Hey. Um, so I just wanted to show my um, my keyboard project. Um, let's see. A few years ago, um, I had done. Let me see. Oh, sorry. Um, let's see. 
I got your screen. Are you able to? Are you able to see? Yeah, good. Um, okay. So a few years ago, I had done a learning guide on using one of these Model M keyboards, and I used like a Blue Fruit Easy Key. Um, but lately, I've been playing with Tiny Go, and I wanted to do like a real project with that. So I decided to rebuild that project um, so that I could familiarize myself with using Tiny Go instead of C. And um, so, so I kind of revamped it. Um, and so this is a Feather, uh, M4 Feather, and then this is your Blue Fruit LE, or Bluetooth LE SPI board. And then um, these are two port expanders that you sell. And I desoldered the the flex connectors from the original uh, controller, so I could plug them into the breadboard, and it works pretty well. You know, like I can I can type stuff on it at least, and if I type, you know, like this is just debugging output to oh, show. I love the I love the output matrix. It's hilarious. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then so it'll show like all the keys that you have pressed, and then it'll show the HID report here, and it it, it works well. Um, the only tricky part is that with TinyGo, it's it's like so new that it's all like Wild West. So it's like had to do my own drivers for the port expanders, do my own drivers for this one, had to add support for the M4 Feather, but I got it all done. So that's all right, it. well, amazing. I mean, it's very impressed that you've, that's all we're running in TinyGo. It's it is really cool to see new yeah. languages come in. Yep. So thank you. Outstanding. Yeah, um, the tiny good folks, we email with each other to help get the word out. Um, it also works on uh, Circuit Playground Express. Yeah. Ooh, well, hopefully they'll get NRF52840 yeah. support at some point, and then you can just have it all, all right. you know, in one device. Well, CGB, um, or sorry, DCG, DCG. Uh, email supported Adafruit, and we can send you an as seen on the show and tell sticker that you can stick on a keyboard. Or <laughs> thank you, guys. All right. Thank you all so right, much. Thanks, everybody. Finish right on time. Yeah. All right. Thank you, everybody. We're here every single week, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, thanks for making this the best. 26 minutes of our week almost every single week. We'll be doing Ask an Engineer in just a few minutes. And uh, if you want to continue your showing and sharing, don't forget we're on Discord, adafruit.it. 24 hours a day. Where you can show and share your projects with all sorts of cool folks. There's up to 15,000 of them-ish. So we will talk to everybody next week, and we'll see you on Ask an Engineer in a couple minutes. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.